20th, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Folks, it's brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, it is certainly fall in the air. What a beautiful time of year it is. Stop it and see them. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, where everything, they are uh, homegrown mums, outstanding this year. They have mums from 4-inch, 12-inch pots, 10-inch, 12-inch hangers, 12-inch patio pots, 6-inch, 9-inch kale assorted colors, 4-inch to 6-inch ornamental peppers. They have pumpkins. Straw, cornstalk, trees and shrubs because less watering is needed. Screen loom is available. Crushed stone, mulch still available. And gift certificates are available. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaint in North Kingstown. Pop in and see them. Well, folks, good afternoon. We, uh, As far as uh, those on Facebook, we're having a little bit of a technical situation. We're going to get it straightened out. But uh, we are a little delayed on Facebook. We hope to get that up and running. We're having a little bit of an audio problem. We're going to get that adjusted. But in the meantime, and I believe the stream is working as well. It's, um, it is a technical challenge Monday here on the program on the John DePietro Show. As always, folks, we encourage you to uh, visit the website, depetro.com And don't forget, depetro.com which is brought to you by Endzone. End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Yesterday, now again, I want to say uh, good afternoon to everybody tuned in that was part of our big Patriot jet trip. Alan Hockman, what a great job. Fantastic weather Saturday and Sunday in New York. And then a big Patriot win. Um, Mac, jo- Mac Jones right now, who happens to be the, the best quarterback, seemingly rookie quarterback in the NFL. So uh, wise decision by the Patriots to take him. But we had a great time. Big win over the Jets yesterday. Uh, tough to win when you throw four interceptions. But uh, I'm sure they had the game on, plus Monday Night Football, End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for them on Facebook. Well, folks, I want to touch on, um, we have a lot that we're going to get into uh, on this Monday. And I, I want to touch on, we're still trying to get details on this um, terrible story, obviously, on this uh, Gabby Petito. I, there's so much we, we don't know um, and, 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 and know about either individual. So, And I don't mean, obviously, there's something odd about, you know, the boyfriend comes back from the trip and is not cooperating with the party. So, I mean, there's, there's just a lot of things that are wrong with this, with this story. And... And, and sometimes when these things happen, it's, it's like the worst cliches come out with people. Um, you know, I can't imagine what the parents are going through. Well, you know, I mean, from what we knew, th- these two knew each other uh, growing up on Long Island. And I, I don't have all the details on this other than sometime... She moved in with this guy and his family um, down in Florida, which, again, without knowing them and knowing him or what they're all about, we're already seeing a little bit of who she moved in with, which is she moved in with a guy who, you know, as the as the I think the sheriff said down there, you know, two people left on a trip. One came back, is not cooperating and then, you know, the family are saying, oh, this, this. So I, I don't know what to make of this story other than it, it's very odd. And this whole business of they were documenting their trip. I, I think they posted one video. Um, I, I, I just wonder the, the, the moment that the decision was made that she was going to go live with this guy, Brian, and his family in Florida, they... Unfortunately, this young woman started down a path. Um, and, and again, I, I don't have all the details on this particular case other than it certainly doesn't seem like it was a good idea now for them to be traveling. Um, the fact that she went and lived with him and his family, I don't like the power dynamic involved there. I don't like how that is then going to be able to play out. As far as he and and his family are completely in control, um, 
there's so much we, as I said, obviously, you know, something went wrong. He's the lead suspect. I'm not going to, there's parts of this that are confusing, and I don't want to add to the confusion. I see people putting the confusion into this, and, um, but there, there, there is something about this whole thing that you feel terrible that this young woman, Gabby Petito, was was certainly then in a situation that she didn't know how to get out of. Um, I feel I really feel for her family. You know, they they're living on Long Island. I don't have the full. She goes to live with him and his family in Florida, which I don't like the sound of that in any way. Um, and then they just decide they're going to make some videos and post videos as they're traveling together. Um, I, I don't know the whole, the whole thing. There's, there's just nothing about this that I, that I like. And, and, and we don't know. Um, but the fact that they're dealing with someone who he just felt, you know, well, I'll just come back. And without her, and then how? And now he's missing. I mean, the whole thing. I um, I know it's getting tremendous coverage, and and unfortunately, folks, we've seen this kind of story before a little bit. Of, I don't know how it broke down that way, but as they initially said, two people go on a trip, only one comes back, and not answering any questions, and immediately lawyers up. Then it's just seemingly a matter of time. And then I, I don't know enough about there was a police stop involved and then a hitchhiker picked up him. So, I, I, again, I, I don't we can only speculate. I don't have all the details on this. <clears throat> um, but it, 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 there is a, a got to be a lesson there. And we don't know exactly what communication was between Gabby Petito and her family where then they're now at the mercy of this guy Brian and his family it just seems like a lot of trust put in this guy Brian and the family and first they trust that she's going to be okay living with him and his family in Florida then there's a lot of trust that she's then traveling alone with him. Fiance seemed young to be engaged. Um, I don't know how much they were going to be followed as far as, you know, they're being portrayed as like these YouTube influencers. But just because two people set out and start posting videos, it doesn't mean that they have any type of following or anything. I don't really know that much about their occupations. But I think all we need to know about this guy, her fiance, was that he just came back from the trip and then lawyered up. I mean, there's nothing about that that makes sense. What's unfortunate is there, there was certainly a red flag when the police got involved and for whatever was was happening, the police determined that she was the aggressor there. So, you know, I don't know enough and I don't want to get into a second um, a, a game of, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking or second guessing the situation. But be very curious to find out what was the communication between her and her parents. If there was, <clears throat> that was pretty dramatic that the police suggested they separate for the night that they separate for the night and he went somewhere that seemingly maybe that should have been a situation where either she needed to get on a plane and get out of there or her family need to go there but there was definitely and and i'll also say this i know you know and again i recognize in a situation like this a lot of people are just these cliche statements and and people that are just, you know, saying things of of it could have happened to anybody. And I, I, I'm not convinced of that. The power dynamic of the power dynamic of her living with his family. I don't 
I don't think I like that. Um, and then again, they you know childhood sweethearts, but how long ago was that? And suddenly now she's just living with him and his family on in Florida, and now they're going to explore some. I, I don't like any element of this story. So I don't like any part of this. And and even the element of, um, you know, now you're hearing some, some people saying that she's getting all this attention. And it's such a big case because she's this young white girl. But unfortunately, whatever led up to this, whatever led up to where there, then... Um, where she is traveling with him and all you need to know about this guy and as much as he could be 23 it could be you know a very young immature 23 but all you really need to know is he he seemingly didn't seem see a problem coming that he just returned to the parents home you know without her so I want to play the Good Morning America piece on this folks that it's pretty comprehensive. And again, at this point, you know, a lot of second guessing. I don't know what can be done um, other than what there's nothing to explain. You know, whatever happened here, there's no real, you know, explanation for what happened here. So, but let's hear. This was the um, Good Morning America piece from this morning. A body was found in Wyoming, consistent with the description of the missing 22-year-old. This comes as the search continues for her boyfriend, who returned from a cross-country trip without her. Trevor Alt has the latest for us. Good morning, Trevor. Yeah. Good morning, Robin. This was a truly devastating update to that multi-state search for Gabby out west. And this morning here in Florida, we're expecting officials will soon resume their second search for the person of interest in Gabby's disappearance, her boyfriend, Brian Laundry. Authorities believe he may be in the swampland of this nature reserve behind me after Brian's family reported him missing on Friday. Though Gabby's family says Brian is not missing, he's hiding. This morning, a dark discovery in Wyoming. A body believed to be 22-year-old Gabby Petito found near Grand Teton National Park. Full forensic identification has not been completed to confirm 100% that we found Gabby, but her family has been notified of this discovery. Overnight, her father reacting to the news with this tweet. She touched the world. Grim news coming as authorities are in the midst of a separate massive manhunt for Petito's boyfriend, Brian Laundrie. This weekend in Florida, search crews desperately sifting through thousands of acres of alligator-infested marshland. The FBI using drone technology, ATVs, and canine units to try to pinpoint his whereabouts. You could be out here for, for months if you wanted. Laundry's parents alerted police he was missing on Friday, saying they hadn't seen him since Tuesday. And he's still a person of interest in Petito's disappearance. Petito and Laundry had been on a cross-country road trip together, sharing their adventures on YouTube. They were last seen together August 24th, leaving a hotel in Utah. Petito telling her mother over the phone the next day they were on the way to Grand Teton National Park, where that discovery was made on Sunday. Days after they were seen together, Brian returned home to Florida alone in her van. Overnight, Brian Laundry's sister, Cassie, speaking out exclusively to ABC News, sharing condolences and prayers with Petito's family and adding... Gabby was a fun and loving influence to the boys, as she always referred to them. We will cherish all the time spent with her. And for the first time, sharing these postcards she received from Petito during the road trip, many of them addressed to her boyfriend's nephews and signed Aunt Gabby. One reading, Uncle Brian and I miss you so much. Everywhere we go reminds us of you. And on the same day Petito sent her final postcard, Cassie says Gabby sent this text message. Can't believe school started already, adding, send me a picture of the boys to show Brian. We're in arches right now, so we don't have the best Wi-Fi. Multiple agencies have been working the case. Authorities piecing together any information to figure out what happened to Gabby. In this now viral series of TikTok videos, Miranda Baker claims on August 29th, she saw Laundry hitchhiking in Grand Teton National Park and gave him a ride. Northport Police telling ABC they've spoken with Baker and her timeline is plausible. 
Um, I'm hoping this can help someone identify him. He had told my boyfriend and I that he and his fiance um, in the cross-country road trip and that she was back at their van at a dispersed campsite working on their social media. She says Laundry offered them money for a ride, but then asked to be left off the side of the road soon after. Well, we looked back, you know, 10 or 15 seconds after he got out of the vehicle, uh, he, he was gone. Now, again, folks, this is uh, significant. I want to just play this one more time just because this is pretty comprehensive. And I want to just go through it again. This comes as the search continues for her boyfriend who returned from a cross-country trip without her. Trevor Alt has the latest for us. Good morning, Trevor. Good morning, Robin. This was a truly devastating update to that multi-state search for Gabby out west. And this morning here in Florida, we're expecting officials will soon resume their second search for the person of interest in Gabby's disappearance, her boyfriend, Brian Laundry. Authorities believe he may be in the swampland of this nature reserve behind me after Brian's family reported him missing on Friday, though Gabby's family says Brian is not missing. He's hiding. This morning, a dark discovery in Wyoming. A body believed to be 22-year-old Gabby Petito found near Grand Teton National Park. Full forensic identification has not been completed to confirm 100% that we found Gabby, but her family has been notified of this discovery. Overnight, her father reacting to the news with this tweet. She touched the world. Grim news coming as authorities are in the midst of a separate massive manhunt for Petito's boyfriend, Brian Laundrie. This weekend in Florida, search crews desperately sifting through thousands of acres of alligator-infested marshland. The FBI using drone technology, ATVs, and canine units to try to pinpoint his whereabouts. You could be out here for, for months if you wanted. Laundrie's parents alerted police he was missing on Friday, saying... They hadn't seen him since Tuesday. He's still a person of interest in Petito's disappearance. Petito and Laundrie had been on a cross-country road trip together, sharing their adventures on YouTube. They were last seen together August 24th, leaving a hotel in Utah. Petito telling her mother over the phone the next day they were on the way to Grand Teton National Park, where that discovery was made on Sunday. Days after they were seen together... Brian returned home to Florida alone in her van. So bizarre. Overnight, Brian Laundrie's sister, Cassie, speaking out exclusively to ABC News, sharing condolences and prayers with Petito's family, and adding, Gabby was a fun and loving influence to the boys, as she always referred to them. We will cherish all the time spent with her. Uh. For the first time sharing these postcards she received from Petito during the road trip, any of them addressed to her boyfriend's nephews and signed, Aunt Gabby. One reading, Uncle Brian and I miss you so much, everywhere we go reminds us of you. And on the same day Petito sent her final postcard, Cassie says Gabby sent this text message. I can't believe school started already, adding, send me a picture of the boys to show Brian. We're in arches right now, so we don't have the best Wi-Fi. Multiple agencies have been working the case, authorities piecing together any information to figure out what happened to Gabby. In this now viral series of TikTok videos, Miranda Baker claims on August 29th, she saw Laundry hitchhiking in Grand Teton National Park and gave him a ride. Northport Police telling ABC they've spoken with Baker and her timeline is plausible. Um, I'm hoping this can help someone identify him. He had told my boyfriend and I that he and his fiance road trip and that she was back at their van at a dispersed campsite working on their social media. She says Laundry offered them money for a ride but then asked to be left off the side of the road soon after. Well, we looked back, you know, 10 or 15 seconds after he got out of the vehicle, uh, he was gone. And for days, Gabby Petito's family has stressed the only question was, where is Gabby? The question now is what happened to her. And Brian Laundrie may very well be the only person who could. You know, folks, and again, good afternoon. I want to welcome in. We had a uh, minor technical thing on this Monday, folks. It just happens, but we are going on uh, Facebook Live. Good afternoon to everybody. Uh, just find the page at Shonda Petro Show on Facebook, and you can join us. A little bit of a, of a late start there. I'm going to uh, touch on that. In just a moment, and um, and again, folks, it's um, 
it's 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 one of those stories that uh, I, I'm going to touch on uh, President Biden and the, the disaster that's happening at the border. And then next week, we will be coming to you from the nation's capital. We will be broadcasting um, from Washington, D.C., part of the highlighting of what exactly um, the catastrophe that is t- taking place right now. And it is. And that is the dis- absolute disaster at the border. And it it's kind of comical to me how you a bunch of the. Um, well, they call them migrants, but they're illegals who are all under that underpass. If you saw how many of them are, now the Haitians trying to go. And here in, um, as we mentioned last hour, how the uproar because of that city council person, Nick Narducci, who, um, who, who, you know, had DEM go in, uh, excuse me, um, Providence DEW and clean out because of the mess they were setting up uh, behind there. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Jamie's Power Wash. Listen, the weather is terrific. You want to enjoy yourself outside. Call them today, 401-837-4545. Jamie's Power Wash, deck staining. He did a fantastic job for me. He'll do a great job for you. Look for them on Facebook. And then the website is jamiespowerwash.com. Now, folks, as always, visit the website, depetro.com, depetro.com, which is brought to you by... Uh, the Centerdale, Centerdale Revival, Comfort Food Cocktails, winner of several Rhode Island monthly categories. Shane and company, what a great job they do. A great night is waiting for you. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. It's the Centerdale Revival right there at the uh, end of uh, Smith Street and so easy to get to. And they do a great job. Well, again, folks, 1228. I want to give, a, again, a special shout-out. Everybody that was part, Alan Hockman and everyone, the trip yesterday, the uh, Come Along With Me to Patriots Jets, fantastic trip uh, yesterday, a big win by the Patriots, and uh, especially the Patriot quarterback, Mac Jones. And I want to draw your attention to, apparently, Channel 12 is getting ready to kick off the week with a blockbuster story on, on uh, Governor McKee. So... I'm seeing that tomorrow the governor is set to have a press briefing, Governor McKee. And already Channel 12 is promoting contract, well, I'll play a contract controversy, a Target 12 investigator exclusive tonight. Now, this does not sound good for for Governor McKee, for Team McKee. And I want to um, touch on that uh, Um let me uh, just find, uh, they're already promoting that they're going to unleash this tonight at 5. Target 12 uncovered a brand new company quickly landed a multi-million dollar state contract. Now the controversial deal is raising red flags with some lawmakers. So, I mean, already, uh, Governor McKee, we'll find out what's in this. But let's hear, this is how they're uh, promoting Target 12 investigators' exclusive contract controversy. So Target 12 revealed earlier this month that the McKee administration used federal coronavirus relief money to award a lucrative contract to a brand new consulting firm. Governor says the company was hired to assist reopening schools and improve education in Rhode Island, but the taxpayer-funded contract worth up to $5.2 million, raising questions from superintendents and school committees about how that money is being used. Coming up tonight, Target 12, with new details on this timeline leading up to the contract. And why some lawmakers are now calling for oversight hearings. I, I think that oversight in the House certainly needs to hold an investigation. I welcome the Senate to do the same. Um, but there's some questions around this that uh, I need answered because it all looks irregular. And don't miss the Target 12 Investigators exclusive report, Contract Controversy. It's tonight on 12 News at 5. Now, the thing about that, folks, and again, good afternoon at uh, 1231. If you're watching on Facebook, please uh, share that you're watching. We got off to a little bit of a late start with our Facebook feed, but we will, um, well, Juan was uh, in New York for Patriots Jets, so sometimes we just needed to tweak some of the technology involved with the program. Folks, and again, this portion uh, of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by, don't forget, it's Coogie. 
boy, the weather, it is really comfortable now, but we all know it will start to change. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, call them today. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful trustworthy, reliable plumbing, heating, and cooling, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook, and also the website is recooganheating.com. Remember, 24-hour emergency service, and why not find out about Central Air? Or maybe it is, in fact, gas or uh, oil burners, R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. So let me say this about the fact that Channel 12 is already pumping, that there's more to this and they have a big follow-up. Folks, there's nothing good about that for Governor McKee. There's nothing about that that sounds good if you're the McKee people. Because if they're already teeing it up and they're already sitting on this and promoting it, then they are keeping this you know, story alive. And, uh, you know, the, the, the governor's people, um, Governor McKee and, and his staff, I just, I just start to wonder, because uh, people ask me, you know, how do you think he's doing and so forth? Listen, I mean, there's parts of it that, first of all, he, he seemingly, um, now that, that, you know, Tony Silva is in the rearview mirror, uh, I like the, the governor's people. And he seems to have some good people. I, I just, it's either, I think it's one of two things. Either they're, they're too, they're a little too relaxed. They're a little too laid back in regards to how they treat some things. Or if, if you're a supporter of Governor McKee, maybe it's just, you know, a little bit of a learning curve and they're trying to get up to speed. So, but I would just say they're, they're almost a little casual on things and they seemingly don't fully grasp um, how significant some of their actions and reactions of things are going to be. So Governor McKee has, he's, you know, very, very different, very, very um, than how Governor Raimondo reacted, but I'm I'm curious to. I'm seeing some things posted actually right now. Ted Nisi is posting Governor McKee's newly released daily schedule shows a Zoom meeting with McGee and Raphael Bayer and start purchase and state purchasing Nancy McIntyre among others. Three days after he took office, oath of office March second, and one day after this company was formed. So this contract controversy, because Kathy Gregg had put out political scene, something happened last week that opened a window on how Governor McKee spends his days, which veteran lobbyist has his ear, why he talked a longtime GOP pollster Frank Lutz, and how far back his involvement with the controversial group goes. So Ted Nisi puts out definitely an illuminating find, told the subsequent April 12th meeting with McGee, day before the proposal submitted, was related to vaccinations and COVID safety, was not aware that another area of his expertise. So um, that is why. um, Oh, okay. All right. I uh, understood. Understood. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, folks, I'm communicating uh, off here on a totally different matter. But I want to pull that up. So now you uh, windows open on how McKee. Let me just see if I can uh, find this story. So apparently the Providence Journal, they're also jumping on exactly um, this. None of this sounds good for for the governor because now it would seem that this this story could um, could also start to kind of, you know, dominate the week a little bit. Windows open on how McKee. Windows open, uh, bear with me, on how McKee. Let me just find this. Uh, 
for some reason it is not not coming up folks we had such a lovely weekend and then Juan is in the middle of well that that is uh that is an interesting find that is uh an interesting find that that this type of stuff that he even had these zoom meetings so now why is this significant i'll tell you why it's significant because it it is certainly frees up questions that governor mckee was maybe somehow walking uh, this these friends of his that formed this company, hear me out, that maybe he was like walking them through the process. So now, uh, as much as someone, uh, you can only pull the George Costanza uh, routine for so many times, right? You can only so many times like, oh, you know, we're not supposed to do that. We're new, blah, blah, blah. You can only that hand. I think there's there was a window of time that he could play that. But when he was first in office, um, there certainly seems to be uh, that this company immediately jumped into action and were trying to, you know, get underway and then and landing a multi-million dollar contract in the process. So I would think this could turn into you know, another week, and it's a Monday, of Governor McKee, this story, this contract, this company, these are definitely political insiders that are friends of his. Nothing about this story uh, seems good. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by The CBD Store, located 1845 Post Road in Warwick. I want you to pop in. They are located right across from TF Green Airport on Post Road. You can find them on Facebook, The CBD Store in Warwick. And on top of that, whether it is you're fighting stress or anxiety or sleep or pain or seizure, and they have all natural products, The CBD Store. Stop in and see them. And especially if you want a great night's sleep, try the Delta 8 gummies. Folks, they uh, will give you nice and refreshed sleep. Stop in and see. You can find them on Facebook, The CBD Store Warwick. Michael and his family, they also not only do they have things for you, but they also have things for your pets as well. So The CBD Store in Warwick, very, very knowledgeable. This is an area that so many people are finding that there's um, different things that you can try that a lot of times in the past and people say, I don't want to, you know, get into something like, like that. But they are high quality, unique products um, and they are really, really terrific and, and they will um, help you out. The uh, CBD store, they have something for everyone, whether you're fighting stress, anxiety, if you have problems sleeping or pain or seizure, stop it and see them. 1845 Post Road and Warwick. Again, you can also um, find them on Facebook. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Stop off and see them. A great meal is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Rhode Island tradition since 1977. They have a great menu. Uh, you can see their menu online. And a great meal is waiting for you. Big bar area, the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Now, folks, an area that is not getting better, an area that is getting worse, is the situation at the border. And so many people point out the fact that with all these COVID restrictions and all these masks restrictions, you know who's not vaccinated are all the illegals that are being allowed to come into the country. So um, a lot of the uh, feelings on uh, the Biden presidency and how things are going uh, started to play off yesterday in, let's hear a little bit. This was uh, Meet the Press yesterday. Living in deteriorating talking about US President Biden. To admit his missile strike uh, in Kabul in response to the killing of 13 soldiers was an error. And that killed up to 10 innocent civilians. And then you had the issue with France. So angry about a, uh, a, the U.S. sabotaging their submarine deal with Australia that they actually recalled their ambassador, Jeff Mason. Um, what is the mood at the White House uh, right now? Because this is, it's been a rough Six weeks, 
and it seems as if it's only getting worse. And it got a lot worse on that Friday afternoon. Yeah. All of those things happening in one day. The mood is one of um, soldiering on. I mean, they're certainly embattled right now, but this White House has said from the beginning, Joe Biden can chew gum and walk at the same time, and, and all the people around him can do the same. But certainly some of these crises are not ones that they expected. I don't think they expected to see one of the U.S.'s oldest allies recalling its ambassador. So they're soldiering on. They're trying to say, we've, we've got this. We're, we're going to roll through it. But it's a tough time. You know, Anna, with the, the Afghanistan withdrawal uh, and how it went, and then you have the, what the Pentagon said, and then you look at the border, there is this growing, boy, can you guys get your arms around our problems? This seems to be the real challenge. Yeah, I think they have continued to stumble here, right? They don't have the messaging, right? They don't necessarily have the policy, right? I think there's a lot of questions on Capitol Hill now that these members are coming back where they're going to face investigations on Afghanistan. What happened there? It's not going away. And I think this is something where this White House has really not kind of got its feet underneath it. And now we've, we're weeks into this, right? They need to kind of figure out what their messaging is going to be. How are they going to deal with Listen, you know why? Because obviously you have the president, the vice president is useless to him. Again, folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 1243. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We are having some technical glitches on Facebook. We're going to get it straightened out uh, past 1 o'clock, past the show. We will get it uh, straightened out and be up. And in the meantime, you can listen AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, uh, depetro.com. But it's not your imagination. We have a glitch, and uh, we will adjust it later this afternoon. But the problem is, is the president and the vice president. They are the problem. And as far as, like, how bad things are, well, you know, underneath the International Bridge in Texas... 12,000 people are camped out after crossing into the U.S. illegally. Conditions, they're, they're third world there. You know, this is the failure of, of the Biden administration. And when you see, think of that, 12,000 people are under that bridge. And, and, and what are they doing there? Then you have U.S. begins mass deportation of Haitian Migrants that are seeking refugees seeking in Texas. Like, this is insane. Behind me, closed as officials work to process those migrants and send many of them back home. Meanwhile, thousands of families and others seeking asylum are still under that nearby bridge, waiting for the U.S. to tell them what's next. This morning, the first images of that massive deportation effort underway, captured by our ABT affiliate WPLG. Flights of migrants from Del Rio, Texas, returning to Haiti. Approximately 13,000 people, many from Haiti, the country ravished and unstable after the assassination of its president and a deadly earthquake in August. Others from South America seeking refuge underneath the Del Rio International Bridge on the Texas border. We've never seen anything like this. This is completely and totally um, out of the norm of anything we've ever seen. This was the main point of entry for those migrants. Border Patrol officials say thousands of them, many with children, taking this narrow and treacherous path across the Rio Grande. An unprecedented federal and state response. 1,000 Texas state troopers backing up 600 members of Customs and Border Patrol. Inside this sea of humanity, officials say incidents of violence. Migrants bathing in the river, crossing back and forth for food. Makeshift shelters built to protect from the 100 degree heat. Then there's the COVID concern. We are providing food, water, portable toilets, towels, emergency medical technicians are available for first aid. This small border community overwhelmed. We're a very welcoming and loving community, but you know, we can only provide so much. Border Patrol expects to process those remaining migrants by the end of the week. A huge undertaking as federal authorities look into this mass migration and how those Haitians got here by boat, by bus, by foot. They do say that this illegal crossing is well known, but they repeat, they've never seen anything like this before. You know what is? It's so unfair to everyone involved. And folks, again, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro. Right now it's 1246. You know, this is an unbelievable failure by the Biden administration. They're the ones that set up the message it was safe to come. They're the ones that set up, you know, that somehow it's wrong if you're opposed to this. 
And to have these people living like this, to have the people, the Americans that have to deal with this, and the president has yet to go to the border. President Biden, how many times has he been to the border? Zero. There's nothing fair about this situation. It is a complete failure on behalf of the Biden administration. They're the ones that brought it on. They're the ones that were not prepared for this. And they're the, how many of those people, this has been going on for how long, being told the reason we're coming, and some of them wearing Biden-Harris shirts. What a, abs- can you imagine? But th- this, this shouldn't happen this way, right? This shouldn't be a surprise. This shouldn't happen this way. It's getting worse. And all of those people, folks, it's because they see them as new voters. And in Rhode Island, where they immediately welcome them all in. It's selfish politicians that want to bring them in. Now, folks, right now at 1247, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is DePietro.com. This portion of the program, I want to appeal right now on this Monday, if you're listening, and maybe you or a family member or a friend were involved either with a motorcycle accident or a slip and fall or maybe some kind of a workplace injury. Folks, in an ideal situation, the other party who's responsible would do the right thing and step up and compensate. You are entitled to be compensated for your injuries. But unfortunately, that's just not the way it works. Folks, that's why you need to contact the fighter, Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite, go with the fighter, fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. They try to offer offer you pennies on the dollar. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, again, if you visit our website, DePietro.com, which is brought by Soul Source Restoration, water damage, fire smoke damage, mold remediation, storm damage, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. Call Mike Seepy and his crew at 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts are online. Soul, S-O-L-E, SoulSourceRestoration.com. The situation at the border, I mean, this is ridiculous. It's, it's insane that they're allowing these people to come in in this manner. That they're encouraging them to come in. Determined migrants unfazed as deportation begins from the Texas border. Mass expulsion. And these people in Del Rio, I mean, what they have to put up with. But folks, that is, where's the vice president? She's gone to the border once and she really didn't even go to the border. And I love, who's planning on go, running now for, te- for uh, governor of Texas? Beto O'Rourke. Ran for Senate, lost. Ran for president, lost. So what does he decide to do now? I think I'll run for, te- for governor. And folks, he's the one. I mean, this guy in no way should be governor. But Beto O'Rourke, I mean, the fact that he would like to dismantle the wall. And I want to hear this sound where he says he, he really loves Black Lives Matter trying to, I haven't heard, to defund the police. I really love that uh, Black Lives Matters and uh, other protesters have put this front and center to defund you know, these line items that have over-militarized our, our police and instead invest that money in the human capital of of your community. Make sure that you have- Good, you know what, this is a good thing. I'm glad he's gonna run on that. Good, let him run on the defund the police message and see how that goes. See how that works out for him. 
Now, again, talk about the hits keep coming. Even CNN now. It's been a tough week for President Biden. It's been a tough week for President Biden. In addition to the day-to-day managing of the pandemic, Biden is dealing with a discovery that a U.S. drone strike killed 10 Afghan civilians. An enraged Emmanuel Macron after a scuttled submarine deal with France and over 10,000 Haitians gathered at the southern border. Uh, on Afghanistan, Sabrina, you know, the administration took a victory lap after that drone strike. They called the strike righteous at the time. It ended up becoming such a tragedy, tragic mistake. Seven children killed, three adult civilians. Uh, what does that tell you about the way the administration conducted the withdrawal from Afghanistan? Well, sort of the- that it was a disaster. I mean, that's, that's what it tells you. But folks, people are not even hiding now how the wheels have just come off with the Biden administration, right? That the wheels are completely coming off the Biden administration. Now, again, I, I want to, um, right now at 12.52, I mean, Channel Channel 12, they are really hyping that they have another bombshell on Governor McKee. They have another bombshell on Governor McKee. This is going to be a rough week for, uh, for the McKee administration. This is going to be another rough week, it sounds like, for the McKee administration. And I'll tell you something else that's looming out there. Pfizer said COVID vaccine is safe for kids age 5 to 11, and they're going to seek authorization in the U.S. Well, folks, the problem in Rhode Island with a, a Governor McKee is, you know, your credibility starts to take a hit. Uh, every time you have one of these stories about this controversial contract. So I can understand, by the way, uh, the McKee people feeling that they're feeling that they're under attack. But the fact is, he has a golden opportunity. The governor has a golden opportunity. Governor Raimondo left office and basically presented Governor Dan McKee with a gift. And that is, guess what? You get to be the governor for 18 months before your primary. He's not Lieutenant Governor McKee seeking. He's running from the office of governor. But some of the actions of the people surrounding him could end up drowning him. And, you know, we've, we've kind of joked, and I've even put on Twitter that, the Governor McGee, it, it would be okay to hire some people who are not from the Cumberland area. Because otherwise, folks, there, there are, you know, let's think big. There are talented people who live in, I don't know, Lincoln, right? There are talented people that could help him and be good for the administration who live in, can you imagine, like Cranston or Narragansett or Warwick or Newport. The brain trust, the, the kitchen cabinet, everybody doesn't have to live in Cumberland. All due respects to the people of Cumberland. But you got to look out outside of that and say, maybe we could use some people with some more experience here. With some different experience here. Um, if he wants to treat it as this is the group that I came to power with and this, you know, rise or fall, we're either going to. Win with this team or lose with this team. We're starting to get an idea of exactly where that's going to go. So, but on a Monday for Channel 12 to be hyping that they have more details on this. This is providing fodder for his critics. And it's, it's very distracting for Governor McKee and his administration. And... Look at over the weekend, he marched in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. He was at the Governor's Cup. Congratulations, URI. Big victory over Brown. Then he was at another water fire. Then, like, and I'm sure they feel like, hey, he's out. He's doing all these things. But those things don't matter if there are storm clouds circling. So he has some good people. I wouldn't say he has great people. I'm not sure he's doing it. You know what's too bad about this? And again, folks, good afternoon at 12.56. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. What's, what's too bad about this is 
the people that are supposed to be protecting Governor McKee, the people, the person that's supposed to do that, I'll tell you, the person that really let him down is his former chief of staff, Tony Silva. Because as the governor, when everything is all systems go to take over the governor's office, Silva was already looking on that land deal. And if you're looking on the land deal, he's not saying, gee, maybe we shouldn't do this land deal. Shouldn't try to flip to this land to make a quick buck with this My Hero construction. He should have been saying, I don't know about this multi-million dollar contract with these friends of the governor. Um, the optics look terrible. And I'll give, I'll even give Governor McKee benefit of the doubt that, you know, he was maybe focused on some other things. If he knew this stuff and felt like, you know, what's the big deal? We used to do this type of stuff. This is what we've done in Cumberland. This is what I've done as Lieutenant Governor. You're not Lieutenant Governor anymore. And as I said, you know, Channel 12 isn't the Valley Breeze that publishes once a week. Channel 12 is, you know, they're in real time. And they already took out your chief of staff. And they're emboldened. And you know what their ratings were when they took out Tony Silva? They got a good bump out of that. So what do you think they're looking to do now? They're looking to take somebody else out. And I'm not saying that it's like biased reporting either. But I'll tell you how confident they are. They're already plugging that they have this big five o'clock bombshell with Tim White. And they are once now, now who's it going to be in their sights? Are we going to do another? Um... Now, this is interesting. And so I'll talk about it next hour, the latest on this Gabby Petito situation. The FBI arrests the parents of uh, Gabby Petito's fiance. After storming their home. I mean, there is um, the Gabby Petito case, just a preview. TikTok sleuths are going to be even wilder next time they fixate on a crime. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know about, I mean, I, what, what was, what was, the, I, don't, I don't know if you have to be a sleuth to, um, I, I don't know if you need to be a, a sleuth to figure out. Exactly uh, what what happened here. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's twelve fifty nine. It's John DePietro. Here's what we're going to do. Next hour is radio only, or you can listen online. AM thirteen eighty ninety nine point nine FM. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. You know more on this uh, evolving story with this uh, the missing girl who's it would seem her remains found, and then more on folks this blockbuster story that's going to be coming out. On Governor McKee and the latest on the border. It's John DePietro on this Monday. It is September 20th. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. The power hour is next. We'll be back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.